This is episode 233 of How About That Cigar, recorded live at the Corona Cigar Studio. On this episode, we talk to Ian Reith about dapper cigars and much more. Please take a minute to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. Corona Cigar Company is your one-stop shop for all your cigar needs. Whether that's a brand new humidor, a box of those new cigars you've been waiting for, a top-of-the-line cutter or lighter, a place to enjoy the finest cigars and spirits with friends, or the only cigars grown right here in the Sunshine State, we've got you covered. Come visit one of our retail locations for the ultimate cigar experience. Visit us online at coronacigar.com. How about that cigar? Well, how about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corona Cigar Studios for episode 233 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for watching live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for making How About That Cigar a part of your regular audio podcast rotation. So grateful to have you guys with us. As always, join us in the comments. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking. Uh, and... Thanks for being with us live on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and all of the places. All of those places. And as you can see on the screen right now, click on all the buttons. All the buttons. Subscribe. We appreciate it. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. We really appreciate it. It's honestly crazy how that like button helps. It does. It helps a ton. So click on it. Just just do it. Just do it. Let's get the third person of the tripod in here right away. Let's not waste around any time here. The third, how do you, how do, the third person of the tripod. That's, you know, the uh, tripod has three legs. He's the third yeah, leg. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's awkward. You're thinking of a midget. No. With a, <laughs> being, them being his tripod. Justin's busy lighting whoa, the cigar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No midget <laughs> talk on the show. I told you about this, Raul, ahead of time. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, you it, should be. They're called little people. Little you people. should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. So, I'm just, I, I just have to say it, this, guys. You guys sure look dapper. I know, right? I know. This is this is from my own closet. I didn't even button. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I thought I had it unbuttoned still. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We're good to go. We're good. No, we're actually. Uh, I mean, could, we could tell the truth about it, right? No, we can't. Oh, so okay. we look dapper today because we have Ian today. But we have before we bring him on, we gotta pay the bills. Well, yeah. I mean, we gotta pay bills, but we also have to talk about what uh i mean you know, it wasn't a big event yesterday or anything was there what was transpired there? this weekend the swifty yeah. bowl it was a swifty bowl yesterday it was it was the swifty bowl and it was uh honestly as football games go it was a lot of fun to watch it was i thought it was a good game People. second time in history that the super overtime. bowl went to overtime yeah and i thought it was a really competitive game i thought it was fun to watch and i don't think that we need to talk about brock purdy being just a game manager. I thought he did a wonderful job. I agree. I thought the coach lost the game for them. I think there were some things he could have done differently uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I think you need to hand Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. You need to give him the ball more. Give him the ball more. I agree. Pound that defense. Yeah. Wear him down. Yeah, there were some goal line. There were some goal line calls where it just didn't make sense to me why they were trying uh, passing plays. I mean, they, they you got Christian McCaffrey there. He's already scored a touchdown for you in the game. 
just give it to him. Just keep giving it to him. I you agree almost, with you. I think you outcoached yourself there. You, you thought of it too much. It was it, simple. It's possible. Yeah. Um, but honestly, insanely great defense through the first three quarters. And, um, you know, so exciting to see it go to overtime. And um, I, I didn't watch, like, during the actual game yesterday, I didn't watch the halftime show. I watched the replay of the halftime show on YouTube this morning. Um, I thought it was all right. I didn't love it, but I thought it was okay. You know, his Usher and Alicia Keys and... Lil John. Uh, Lil, Lil John and, and uh, Ludacris. And, you know, I thought, I thought it was all right. It, it well, wasn't my favorite. I mean, Prince is still the best halftime show of all time. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch the halftime show. Yeah. We, uh, people of Minneapolis, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was busy doing my job. You were busy. You were busy doing um, your job. So we had, we paused it. And uh, when we came back, we kind of watched it all. We missed the commercials. We missed the halftime just to catch up to yeah. the fourth quarter. And luckily enough, we didn't have any runs in the fourth quarter. We got to watch that through in the overtime game. Yeah. But, uh, um the wild are playing right now i think uh las vegas i think they're playing in las vegas are they losing already uh i don't know if anybody knows the score of the wild game throw it in the comments for us um timberwolves are you know they're still holding their own i think mm -hmm. um i mean we're dead dead set for a playoff spot absolutely oh, yeah. um for uh, either first or tied for first in the division um but you know otherwise I'm just kind of looking forward to baseball getting started. You know, it's actually pitchers and catchers report real soon. That's crazy. I know. I it's love it. Crazy. I love it. I wish I could make it down this year for a spring training game. The, I, I went to spring training once um, and took my youngest son. And what an absolute blast seeing a, a spring training game in Fort Myers for the Twins. It was, it was, it was a blast. But this year is just Thanks, not going to be able to happen. So, yeah. Thanks for letting us know. Oh, thanks. they start at nine. Oh, thanks, Corey. Um, so, uh, what are you smoking and drinking? I'm not oh. smoking anything yet because you know we'll do oh. that later on the See, toast I'm camp. Jumping all around. A, I know. For some reason, I'm so over focused right now. Over focused. Well, I'm smoking <laughs> this beautiful. Let's see if I can get that in there. Oh yeah. Holy smokes by Dapper, uh, an exclusive that he made with Holy Smoke Podcast. Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. It's it's my second favorite cigar from them. Oh, right on. Right on. Well, when we now, get him on, we'll find out what your first favorite is. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he does know. He, knows. he does know. So what are we doing next? Let's uh Well, I think uh I think it's definitely time that we get uh get our special guest of the evening on the show. And as you guys know, on How About That Cigar Live, special guests are always brought to us by our friends at Drew Estate. And the latest freestyle live event packs are here. Each pack has an MSRP of only 40 bucks and contains three mystery premium cigars, a sleek freestyle live torch lighter, cigar cutter, and a freestyle live leather strap keychain. In addition to these premium items, each event pack includes a freestyle live badge equipped with a unique QR code that allows purchasers to enter a sweepstakes for a chance to win extraordinary prizes. 
prizes. The grand prize is a luxury custom pool table valued at $11,500, a laptop valued at $4,600, plus 10 lucky entrants will win a custom subculture studios ashtray valued at $150 each. The big reveal of the Freestyle Live Mystery Cigar will be a live event on March 14th. For more information, please visit DrewEstate.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, help us out if you would, please. Put your hands together. Welcome back to the show. This time on episode 233 from Dapper Cigar Company, Ian Reith. Brother, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Such a lovely, lovely evening. And Raul really did have a good idea. I scoffed at it at first, but Raul's like, we're having Ian on. we got to be Dapper. So we got Dapper <laughs> for the show tonight. I love it. I'll so, dapper it up for you, brother. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't get the menu. Uh, the memo. I, I appreciate the uh, the effort, though. I should have done a little bit more on my part. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, we were talking before we went live. That this. I'm pretty sure this is the. I, I haven't worn a tie. I'm wearing one now. This is the first time I've worn a tie. I think since 2018 or 19. Yeah, I'm going so. like door to door sales <laughs> back in like 2005 <laughs> or six in North, North Carolina, Cary, North Carolina, something like that. Nice. Well, the last time I had one is PCA uh, last year. Last year. Yeah. Well, you got to look the part at PCA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian, what are you uh, what are you smoking and drinking with us this evening? Uh, I'm smoking uh, a new blend that we're working on, and uh, nice. hasn't smoked it before, and a smaller gauge and drinking my usual kettle uh, vodka and a soda very nice cheers, cheers. uh well i think it is time for uh well actually before i get my cigar fired up we uh we have we have a, we have new, a new segment we have a new segment we have a new so we've been doing this segment for a while but we finally it's finally landed on its feet and uh it, and we have now newly dubbed this uh this segment spirit of mystery so spirit of mystery spirit and say that with an echo mystery mystery so uh raul brings in a mystery spirit uh this is scotch month scotch month so the only thing i know that this is a scotch um so without revealing what it is to me raul just give us the the basic details about well this. some of the tasting notes will be apple peel honey vanilla Walnuts, not my nuts, walnuts, smokiness, and let's go with a little bit of citrus and floral. It is a 15-year-old scotch, and that's all I'm telling you. I definitely, so the, the aromas, uh, just about everything you listed, I definitely get on the aromas. I get some of that on the on the palate, too, but I get some, I also get, like, uh, walnuts. Do you want me to put the graphic on the screen i think let's do that, let's do that. Uh, because this segment is brought to us by a brand new sponsor postania cigars do you find yourself unsatisfied with the top 10 list from how about that cigar are you wondering how cigars from postania didn't make the hbtc list but found their way onto other lists yeah weird right fortunately you can be reminded every week with this postania cigars advertisement postania cigars the number one unranked cigar in the industry so that is spirit of mystery uh brought to us by postani cigars we will reveal later in the show uh exactly what this uh what this spirit is <laughs> so 
he kept this from us. Yeah. So he could read it live and we can get our reaction. Yeah. This, I mean, this is basically That's Mike, so fucking Mike, like from, Mike. This is basically Mike from Post Iron Cigars <laughs> that wrote it. I put a few quick little edits on it, but it's basically uh, it's basically a bunch of jabs in there, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, well, I gotta get a cigar fired up. And we got we got you know you got big booty somewhere? I do. Yeah. Let's get a cigar fired up. We're gonna get this cigar fired up. So, while he's doing that, yeah, what are you drinking tonight? Again, you told us what we're drinking. He is drinking a uh, vodka kettle one. Yeah, okay, that's it. Kettle that one. I like that that you uh, drink a vodka and everybody else is drinking <laughs> bourbons or scotches. With our usual nineteen nineteen, and uh, also have the holy smokes. And for all you Minnesota fans of dapper you can find holy smokes at only one shop and it is ramsey smoke shop ramsey smoke shop mr right. omar omar is is the dapper connection in yep. minnesota and he will Most definitely before you start that oh yeah he will have two new boxes of <laughs> holy smokes in there by friday right ian uh that's right yeah wonderful nice. we sent them out today <laughs> thank you they'll bro. be there wednesday i love it, it. I love it. All right, uh, I'm gonna get my cigar. Uh, also smoking the holy smoke. Oh yeah, it wants to focus on my eyeballs. I'll get it on the other camera. I'm firing up the holy smoke from Dapper Cigars on the Dunbarton Tobacco cigar, and Trust It's important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dunbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DunbartonCigars.com to learn more. So, some podcasts, some shows. Some podcasts. <laughs> I like the way this is starting. They are very scripted. We just go with the flow. We're a little scripted. Kind of like you, Ian. Just smooth, cool, laid-back cats. <laughs> That's what we are. Well, plus we're, plus we're adding new stuff tonight. So, it's like, you know, you got to work out the kinks when you add new stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Ian, you know, obviously thanks for being on the show again. It's uh, always a pleasure talking to you. Um, we were curious if, uh, if you were at the, uh, the TPE trade show just, uh, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was, I wasn't there all three days, but I was there for two days okay. and I was a little hungover. So I was <laughs> probably there actually for a day and a half. Okay. Uh, first morning was a little rough, but, uh, yeah, I was there. Nice. Well, how'd it go? um ups uh, highs and lows of it yeah i mean i think everybody expected it to be pretty slow i think with the pca changing its date to march um i, I think there's a lot of folks that were uh you know if you're just going to go to one trade show you're probably going to go to pca for cigars so uh we've been going to it for a while now for tpe and um uh it's not as a costly of a show for us to attend as PCA. So usually it pencils out. This year was kind of one of those years where we weren't very sure about uh, going, but you know, it, it actually ended up working out in the, the end. And uh, uh, we'll probably be there next year as well. You know, next year being in PCA is going to be in New Orleans. So, um, you know, 
people in the West Coast will probably, you know, the thought is that maybe they'll go to TPE instead of New Orleans if it's too far of a travel. So, yeah, so it was okay. It's okay. Yeah, we. I mean, we've heard mixed reports from people, you know, some people from either media or, you know, brands like yourself exhibiting at the TPE trade show just because you, you just never know what's going to happen when they put these trade shows within you know, six weeks or whatever of each other. That's, that's tricky, man. Cause it's, you know, you got to have people to staff your booth. You got to have, um, you know, you got to pay for travel again. And, you know, I know the booth, uh, the, the, those pavilion spaces at TPE are like crazy, super affordable. So that I'm sure that helps a lot. Yeah. That's what makes the show appealing is that it is very affordable. You don't have to deal with, um, well, if you don't have those uh, booths, you don't have to deal with, you know, setup fees and all that kind of stuff. It makes it much more approachable. Um, so, yeah, that's for us. I, I imagine if you spend a lot of money for a booth at TPE for a cigar company, it, it may be uh, that that might hurt a little bit more depending on um, your sales. But, um, yeah, for us, anybody in those pavilion booths, they make a lot of sense uh, financially. Who came down with you for uh, TPE? Uh, Alex was there the first day, and then I traded off with him, and uh, we worked the. Uh, I worked the booth on Thursday and Friday. That was fun. I got to connect with. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's good because not only do we connect with the retailers or potential retailers, we also, you know, see a lot of the brokers that uh, you don't get to see uh, throughout the year. So it's it's uh, you know there's there's some uh, benefit to to touching base with people and and um, connecting with all the salespeople that we don't get to see as often or that we just speak to on the phone. So there's some benefit to it outside of the retailer sales. Okay. <clears throat> but Alex is more than just a broker for you, isn't he? Yeah, he kind of double duties. We I try to redirect all of our uh, new uh, uh, new customers, and he, he, he kind of plays a uh, pinch hitter on the national sales manager role because we're, we're not all that big to have a dedicated person that, that uh, is, is uh, just our national sales manager. So he helps out in all the elements of sales and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so the I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the cigar we're smoking right now, the Holy Smoke. Um, you know, that being, a, you know, kind of a fun collaboration sort of project. Um, tell us how mm -hmm. the that project came to be and um, how, how the, the blending and all that stuff worked out. Yeah, I mean that that's a uh it's a local Bible study group that actually started here in Fresno uh amongst a lot of the cigar smokers in Fresno, California. And um they uh the whole group started around this idea of, of kind of creating a men's fellowship uh and centering around cigars in the sense that cigars were uh the uh an, an easy reason for these guys to get together and you know the length of the cigar is kind of the length of their their weekly meetings and it's uh, turned into more uh, more than just a Fresno thing. They have chapters all over the country now. And, uh, and, and even though it is biblically themed and oriented that way, it's, it's, it's more of a, of a men's fellowship, uh, an opportunity for guys to get together and talk about all those things in their life that um, they could use the help of other people with, the, you know, with obviously the undertones of, uh, of the Bible and religion. And so it started with us. They reached out to me to make a cigar, um, to make their first cigar that they wanted to uh, uh, to release everyone. Is both you know a way to get 
new chapters on board, but also something they can be proud of. And so it took us a couple of years to uh, probably three years, maybe from start to finish to actually go through all the processes of both blending the cigar and creating the bands and, um, and, and doing the printables and seeing how it's going to look. And it, it was a pretty long time and uh, quite uh, an endeavor. I mean, the, it's probably one of the nicest um, packaging things I think that we've done. You know, the boxes are beautiful. They're these piano finished boxes. The, the printables, uh, Dan designed all the, our designer, Dan, uh, Dan Greta designed all the, the bands, which are really, really ornate. Oh, um, yeah. And um, they were printed out in Holland by Brydog, which we usually use for printing uh, most of our bands and printables. Um, and uh, yeah, it came out really, really nice, and um, we're really, you know, pretty happy about that. And they've actually have gone to us and, and asked us to do some more things. So there will be um, there will be future projects with the uh, guys from Holy Smoke. So it's really a really cool thing. And I think it's I think the website's HolySmokeUSA.org if people are interested in checking it out. Okay. Nice. Yeah. The, I mean, the design work, Raul just held up the box. The design work is beautiful. There's something about that color, that base color on the, on the box. I mean, it's, I, I it's that, like the Tiffany blue. I mean, it's like Tiffany blue, but it's, it's almost more like it, it more on the green side of things. It's, it's just got this yeah. beautiful, like soft green color to it. The fin, I mean, it's the, those box people do, tremendous work i even like the back side of it yeah yeah it's got the very very cool yeah it's all felt on the bottom the yeah. guys from uh the uh, humid if group does that and they have a uh, a box factory down they have many box factories and i i think they're even the ones that make the uh super high-end humidors that go for auction for um at cuba during their you know habanos auction that all those really fancy humidors that sell for millions of dollars or whatever. Oh, uh, but they have a box factory in Nicaragua and uh, they do, they're probably one of the only ones there that does a high end piano, uh, uh, piano finish. And you probably have seen a few other, um, I think Steve Saka's uh, piano finish stuff is done out of there and, and probably okay. some other guys. Yeah. I love it. And I'm going to just hold this band up again because um, like you said, it's the the design. It's so ornate. Yeah, roll it, roll it. Roll and it says Bible study on Bible study, and then uh, cigar club. And I mean, all the way around is there's no detail missed mm -hmm. on this. It's, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, this this is almost like one of those designs that you would want, like in you know, 36 by 36 hanging on your wall. It's just gorgeous, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Dan did a hell of a job. He's our designer and that, uh, he went, he went over the top of that. It probably took about, I don't know. I, I think it probably took from start to finish a year and a half to get it designed and printed and, and the whole bit. Out in the hall. Wow. And not only is wow. it a beautiful cigar, beautiful box, it's a beautiful smoke. Yeah. It's really nice. And it's I have really to, smoke okay, nice. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. The only reason why you guys are smoking these right now is because I'm I'm getting another box. <laughs> it's we a nice see, cigar. We see how it is. There's ulterior motives with it's, Raul all it's the a time. It's a nice cigar, and it goes nicely with this uh, uh, whatever this scotch might be. But it goes really nicely with it. My money spends everywhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, we. That's our first cigar that we've ever done that 
was a uh, figurado and much less a box press figurado. Yeah. So um, there was a lot of concern about this, particularly from my end of it, about making something that's a box press figurado. It's just, um, you know, I, I tend to believe that one, figurados oftentimes I find they're difficult to burn. You know, it um, they they have a tendency to go a little wonky on the burn sometimes, and uh, so that makes me nervous. And then box pressing something that's a that's kind of a complicated shape. You introduce the factors of uh, is that are the wrappers going to be able to hold up to that sort of mold? Um, mm -hmm. But so far, you know, we we've, we've uh, had a lot of good feedback about that cigar, and uh, that was uh, that's been pleasant. And uh, you know, the blend's not overly strong on purpose the blends really approachable i think because a lot of people that go to these cigar clubs they're not daily cigar smokers right so in our mind it was like well if we're going to make something that's approachable to everyone in the group then we probably shouldn't blow their you know their heads off with nicotine yeah. you know we do want them to come back to those groups and whatnot so right. it was purposely blended to be you know more on the medium side of it um in terms of strength um, and yeah, I'm really happy the way that that, that whole cigar came out. It, it came out really nice, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, one other, uh, kind of thing that was just, uh, sort of brought to light recently, um, another sort of exclusive, um, that you, you've got a, a Corona Gorda size of the Desvalido for, uh, is it BL Luxuries? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So, BL Luxuries is an uh, online website, um, and uh, they're based out of Harrisburg, PA. And uh, we we actually did a Desvalido in our Corona Gorda size for them uh, a couple years ago, and um, we had the opportunity to to do the Diesla in the Corona Gorda. We and you know they're really great guys. Uh, Nick, James, all the guys there are just um, they're retailers that we like doing business with and um you know we don't make corona gordas in some of our blends just because sales wise they're kind of tough and um for us sales wise but it's odd that you know every like special project wants a small ring gauge mm -hmm. which yeah. kind of blows me away because like you know i, I always think well we're we going to make a special project that's you know 50 gauge and higher or something that we sell a lot more of and all of the uh the special projects kind of come in the form of corona gorda and so um yeah we, we we made these probably a year and a half ago they've been sitting for a while um uh namely because we wanted to to get them in and we wanted to let them sit for a while and get uh completely to uh to where they need to be and uh, we put them in a really nice uh, five count slide top box this time. I thought it came out really great. Um, it's just such a nice little format. And, you know, I like smoking them myself. Um, smoke time is, is kind of where I need to be. It's not as thin as like say a Lancero where yeah. I feel like I'm constantly having to light uh, a Lancero or relight a Lancero. So I, I was really happy that they took something that I like in a gauge that I kind of like smoking every once in a while. And we're able to bring it to market. So yeah, BL Luxuries. There, uh, I think it's BLLuxuries.com. Okay. And um, there's a limited amount of them. We didn't make a whole lot. You know, I used I make a certain amount of cigars that I like to smoke um, for myself, and it's just kind of.
kind of part of that and, and they really like those sizes. And so we made a little bit extra uh, on, on one of our runs and um, they came out really good. And I'm happy that they're able to sell those and, and hopefully people love them. Nice. Yeah. And I like the fact that it's in, cause usually if it's a smaller pack, like if it's a five pack or a 10 pack, a lot of times, you know, companies will, you know, do the paper bundle. Uh, which I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with paper bundles in general, but it is nice for some projects to just go a step further and, you know, put it in a, you know, a wood, you know, slide top box like you did with this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it too. I mean, we did the first set with paper bundles and while I like a craft bundle and while I do look like that look, I also think it's kind of been played a little bit too much. Like the yeah. craft paper bundle thing went a little bit too nutty. And, uh, nominally, you know, uh, cost wise, I think it's worth the amount of money. And, uh, I just like that idea of getting a box and, and having that it's something you can give as a gift It's something that if you give out, uh, as, as a special kind of thing to, you know, like buy this, get this, you, you feel like you've got something of value, you know, um, it's maybe not as wasteful as a coffin. Uh, <laughs> but I also like coffins too. Like the, I yeah. think that, you know, when you get a cigar in a coffin, it just, there's just something about that. Yeah. definitely i think it also suits dapper cigars mm. <laughs> having it that way it looks classy stylish yeah <laughs> there you go yeah it does, i don't know if it makes sense i mean i get why people do craft bundles people do craft bundles. it's a very economical way to do things mm -hmm. yeah definitely but but you're also selling kind of luxury products per se so yeah. A little bit more of effort, I think, is worth it. And it's probably something we'll we'll stick to. We'll uh, keep uh, doing that path instead of um, instead of going with the bundle idea, yeah. especially for special editions. We've got some new ones coming out that um, I think are really cool too. In nice. The next two months, we got two different projects that started kind of about the same time right after. So I think people would be really happy with the ones coming out. Well, don't leave a cliffhanger. <laughs> I, I can't spoil. I imagine we'll find, we'll find out at the PCA trade show, maybe. Or will they be? Uh, no, no, not at the PCA one trade of, show. No, one of them's going to be probably end of this month, and then the next one is right after that. Okay. So, um, so one of them for PCA. sure before the yeah, one of them I think the launch date is in the beginning of March. Is All that right. going to be? And, a, is that going to be a store ahead. exclusive? Or yes, they are both going to be store exclusives. Okay, nice. Yeah. But they both have online presences, so uh, you'll you'll be able to get them both through online avenues. Uh, but yeah, they'll they're kind of back back to back, and they're two totally different things. But um, yeah, they're they're really cool. They're they're both actually really cool. Like all of them, I think, are really cool little things. And, uh, I think all people right. would be happy with them. I like it. Um, you were talking a minute ago about um, cigar sizes, and I'm curious because everybody's got a different process, and 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 also everybody's got different preferences. So, for you, just when you're when you're in, you know, having cigars for enjoyment, what's your favorite size cigar to smoke? And then when you're going through test blends and you have test blends uh, sent to you, what size do you like to have a test blend made in? And are they the same? Yeah, it used to be 50. So I okay. used to like doing 50 ring gauges, usually a five by 50. Uh, things have changed. So um, 
some of our new releases that we're doing, we're trying to get a little bit bigger in the cages. So my new test one size has been a 52. Okay. Uh, five by 52. And it's just because some of these newer blends that are coming out and newer projects are, uh, for us, are in the bigger gauge side of things. Um, however, personally, I like smoking something smaller format and less time to smoke. So I'm generally not smoking a Toro because generally if I'm smoking something, I don't have that hour plus to sit and really smoke that cigar. So I'm generally smoking something, you know, five inches, four and three quarter, you know, in that range. Uh, for these smaller gauge projects, we just make the test blends exactly the gauges that we want to smoke them. And okay. we work when we work those specifically at exactly what they want to smoke because I want to make sure that it tastes right um at that gauge um but yeah i personally like something that's a shorter format that's in the robusto length and somewhere in the anywhere from 48 to 52 i'm really happy but it used to be that we would blend on 50 and now with the newer stuff we're blending it on 52 because yeah. the newer sizes are going much higher so we're starting at lower and then going much higher yeah i'm with david here oh the world david says the world needs more lonsdales I think there's plenty of Lonsdales out there, um, but I, I the, the world needs to buy more Lonsdales. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like Lons, Lonsdales and Lanceros. I mean, for for us cigar nerds, we love Lonsdales, Lanceros, Corona Gordas. But but I agree with Ian. They really don't tend to ring the register as much. You know, the the vast majority of people out there buying you know spending money on cigars or spending money on you know 50 52s 54s and now the new 60s. 60s a lot of guys are smoking 60s yeah, yeah. yep yeah, yeah that's that's a size that we i mean there's whole sections of the company or country that are large gauges that we miss out on because we don't make cigars in those bigger gauges yeah and um it's crazy i mean it's like you know just because i personally don't maybe smoke those gauges why would we miss out on business that uh, that we could have to turn people under our cigars just because what I don't want to make a I don't want to make a fifty eight or sixty like that's crazy so yeah, um, yeah I mean it, you know from a sales perspective from our company perspective small gauges are rough they're really tough and uh, the the volume of business starts at around the Toro and it kind of bubbles down to Robusto, but Toro is like the king of our sales. Yeah. Uh, can't sell a Churchill to save your life. Can't, you know, <laughs> even if some of the cigars I think are really great in Churchill, uh, some of the blends we have, especially the Siempres, are amazing in the Churchills. It just, people just don't want them. Same with the Bellicosos. Bellicosos are really hard for us to sell now. I don't know why, they're just really hard for us to sell. I think our Bellicosos are great. Yeah, um, but they're just harder to sell sometimes. Yeah. Going back to exclusives for uh, shops, what's the number there? Do they have to order five hundred, a thousand? What's oh. usually the number for for fifty thousand? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> this is published, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's live. Everybody, it's out yeah. there now. Fifty thousand. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, honestly, it comes down to. Uh, the way that I look at it is it comes down to the customer. Like we only want to make, um, we only want to make cigars for them that we have a good customer relationship with. 
and we'll start there. And if the and if the retailer is somebody that we've done a lot of business with, they've supported our brand, which means a lot to us. Then what we'll do is uh, as a you know as kind of a thank you is to do custom uh, blends and custom sizes based on what they'd like. And so I don't really uh, focus on the minimums because I work with the minimums depending on the size. If I treated it like a factory and said, "Hey, you got to give us you know uh, ten thousand cigars or something." And it's a, you know, Lonsdale. I mean, how many shops are going to sell 10,000 Lonsdales or 10,000 Lanceros? It's, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a few will, but most of these, you know, most of our customers are not big shops. They're family owned businesses that have uh, strong retail presences in a certain area. They may have online business to supplement that, but, you know, we're not, we're not selling to the JRs of the world yet in, in the sense of doing custom plans. So, yeah, the, the minimums aren't aren't you know we're not going to stick people to very high minimums like that. Have you have you made a Lancero yet? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. But I'm pretty familiar with your brand, and I didn't think so. But and I'm curious, like, so for instance, uh, and I'm I'm sure Ian, you're familiar with uh, Stogie's World Class in Houston. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kind of known for the their like exclusive Lancero collection. So. If, mm -hmm. if if it ever came to pass that you guys you know got connected and actually worked out you know uh the possibility of doing a a, a special you know blend of one of your, or a special one of your cigars in a uh one of your blends in a lancero you know through them yep. would you go for it yeah when jorge calls you have to answer <laughs> yeah. i i've not met jorge I've, i mean i've also heard of them i, I hear they're you know, a really large retailer in Houston and the whole bit. And I mean, that's great. I mean, for us, I, you know, I, we really look at the retailer relationship. Yeah. Like we want to like, it just takes a lot of work and effort and time. And, and some of these new projects, we even have very custom printables done. Okay. So there's expense. So for us, it's like, is it something that we want to do for a retailer? That's also helping us in the sense they're, they're putting our brand forward They're They're trying their best to, uh, to sell their customers on some of our cigars. If that's the case, then yeah, we, we, we love doing those kind of private projects. But uh, if it's just a person that reaches out to us and says, hey, you know, I want to do a Lancero with you guys, and we've never done any business, and they're not really helping our brand in any way, we might just be like, well, you know, maybe down the road or something. But, you know, I, I think we always start, every brand that we've done that's a custom blend for somebody, uh, generally has started because of the retailer relationship with that person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to go to Dax's. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So Dax yeah. says, how many different dapper blends are out there currently? And are you where you want to be today? Uh, I don't know how many blends we have. We make some private label projects for people that we don't uh, advertise, but we might have just off the top of my head, uh, you know, individual different brands that we make, probably about 20. And then the blends are obviously different uh, for every size in Vitola. So there's adjustments in, in the blends, especially for the small gauge stuff. Um, and then are we where we want to be? Uh, of course not. No, I mean, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're uh, scratching the surface on retailer sales. You know, it's, yeah. it's uh, we, we, we still have a long battle to uh, just get the entire country covered in sales representation. I mean, I've been in the business now 10 years. This is our 10th anniversary. Um, 
as a business. And we still probably only have 50% of the country covered with sales representatives. So, yeah. So this being your 10th year, are we going to see a 10th anniversary? <laughs> <out of you? laughs> Maybe. 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 So. I don't know. I'm going to take. I'm going to take that. As he's got something. I'm going to take works. that as a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so what he's really saying is. So, so I want to take this opportunity. To also, thank you, Ian. Um, the guys at the, the fire department. Yeah. Ian donated four bundles to us. Oh man. So uh, that's awesome. When it, when I, the did? Nice. <laughs> I did. I <laughs> did. What? It's, it's, it's did your, the hell I did. He said. <laughs> It's his dad. Calling Alex. It's it's Major Mike. It was Major. Oh Mike. great. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and when we have the opportunity, if it's a nice day, we go outside and smoke during runs. Yeah. So I want to thank you for that. We I, we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's great, man. I'm I'm happy to uh, I'm happy that they found a good home. <laughs> well, and I like the fact that because you know kind of going back to dax's question about different blends and you know that kind of thing i like the fact that you have really you've it, it feels like every year that you've had something new come out you know in these 10 years that there's really you guys have really put the, uh thought and deliberate action into it as far as uh, turning the portfolio into something gradually that has something for different palettes, different experience levels of smoker and things like that. Because if you, you know, some, some brands have sort of a, a style that they fit comfortably into from a blending perspective and, and their cigars don't necessarily taste the same, but they taste, you know, so similar and they land in similar strength and flavor profiles where you have really put the effort into diversifying that, portfolio of cigars that you have that somebody who's new to cigars uh can grab a, the right dapper you know one that comes to mind for me personally like i've recommended the 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 kubo sumatra to so many that yeah. that it's like that's for me the robusto in that cigar for for somebody who's inexperienced as a cigar smoker i just feel like that cigar can really um kind of put them on a good path and you guys have done yeah. that where you have you know i feel like um you've got something for everybody and and it's even continuing to expand so was that was that sort of from the beginning how you wanted to approach things and and sort of add on new pieces for the different palette levels and things like that yeah 100 percent. i appreciate you saying that i mean um and, and that's also kind of a segue to, you know, are we where we want to be? Of course not. We, we only still make products that appeal to certain sets of folks. We don't make, uh, for instance, we haven't done everything that we could for our affordable major mics lines. We still need to expand that. We still got work to do there. We haven't made cigars that appeal to larger gauge smokers. That's a huge percentage of the cigar smoking. Uh, group. Uh, we don't make super exclusive premium cigars, super, you know, uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, quality and, and, and all of those aspects, because I feel like we make great quality for everything that we make, but we don't make high-end cigars that would appeal for those special occasions. We should have that. And to be fair, even though we use a lot of tobacco from all over the world and we blend 
all those elements. We don't have a lot of flavor profiles that you typically see out of some of the other countries, whether it's DR or whether it's Honduras. So we're not making cigars that cover the entire range of smokers. And, um, you know, whenever I go on the road and I, I meet uh, customers on the road, it uh, it always is surprising just how broad the range of smokers there are. I remember doing an event uh, a year ago at a uh, country club and uh, I was told, hey, these guys are, you know, you know they're, they're medium bodied kind of smokers. And I, I felt like, okay, well, you know, we make a lot of cigars, I think that are in that medium strength label strength category medium body category and these guys were all smokers that have been smoking like macanudos for 30 years yeah and everything that i gave them was too strong like everything and i and i thought that we had a lot of cigars that were not in that too strengthy category but it's nice to kind of connect with customers out there and go hey you're not you know you're not covering everything yet you don't have all of the different categories of uh cigars so um, I, i'll feel like we'll be in a better spot to where i want to be once we get all of those various categories of cigars price points formats categories all that uh, and we have products that we can sell to customers at every one of those categories and every one of those breakouts and and have the products in stock and sell those that's another uh part about the cigar business that people don't want to talk about is it's very difficult to maintain a consistent inventory level uh, when you're selling mm. to retailers. It's very costly. It's probably, I think, one of the hardest things as cigar companies is, you know, can you consistently manufacture products of a high quality and have them in stock and have them ready to ship? It's very difficult in the cigar business. Yeah, that's, I mean, shipping is, shipping, distribution, all that, it's, there's so much that, you know, as you know, starting this this podcast and getting to know more people in the cigar business, um, only basically wearing a consumer hat for twenty plus years, and then all of a sudden starting to hear some of the stories about what really happens behind the scenes in the cigar business. And I mean, shipping right. and distribution is like um, that is not an easy part of the gig. That's it. It's work. And, and it's expensive too. You know, sometimes people, Oh, this, why does this cigar cost, you know, $16? Well, it, you know, take the boxes of cigars and put them in crates and put them on a ship and, you know, tell me, tell me how much you think they should cost after you see, after you see the bill. Yeah. Come back to me and complain about the price now. Yeah. And you have to have a good pipeline set up, you know, I mean, yeah. how many times you go to a cigar store, you buy something and you say, Oh man, I really like that cigar. And then they call the company and go, yeah, we don't have that. They're not going to have that for four months or six months. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you, you kind of, in essence, lose that consumer a little bit. Um, the oddly enough though, it, you know, I think that you can use that to work for yourself in the cigar business. I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like manufactured demand. <laughs> so, you know, if you if you basically purposely you know limit something or purposely you know tell them, hey, you know, we don't have that; it's limited, or whatever. Then there's a consumer perception as well that, oh my God, it must be you know harder to get or rare or whatever. So I guess it works either way. I mean, our my philosophy and my um, 
my train of thought is more on the traditional, hey, if you make a good product, it resonates with consumers, make sure you got enough of that product so you can keep selling that product. And uh, that's difficult to do. It's very cash intensive in the cigar business. And you got to make sure your factories are on board with um, with that whole line of thought as well. Yeah. Are there any, because um, we've heard from some people, different levels of stories over the last year or so about different tobacco varietals um, in, you know, from their factories, you know, there's certain tobacco varietals, especially wrapper grade, you know, that they, that they need to keep their uh, production up to the levels that they need it to be. Have you had any run into any of those issues in the last 18 months or so with uh, struggling to get the right tobaccos for, for wrapper or even binder and filler? No, Good. <laughs> I nice. speak. <laughs> We haven't because we aligned ourselves with people that grow tobacco. Oh, that's, <laughs> so, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, the Oliva tobacco family um, and their, you know, their household name when it comes to manufacturing and making of, of cigars and um, many of the premium cigars you see today use their wrappers uh, particularly. But um, we, we fortunately not had that problem. I think that problem also comes with a lot of scale. So obviously, if you're selling millions and millions of cigars a year, um, you're probably going to come into those sorts of situations more. Uh, yeah. For us, thank God, uh, we've uh, we've been uh, we're in relationship with Oliva, and and they're uh, they've been uh, extremely consistent and extremely good, and and so some of those problems we've we've not had to experience. Uh, but I can see too, uh, depending on your situation, depending on where you're at, and in the world, if you're in the DR, your problems are going to be there, a little different there. If you're in a smaller factory, and, you know, wherever Honduras or whatever, you're going to have different access to different material, and it's very difficult for everyone. In that case, uh, for us, it hasn't that hasn't been an issue. Everything else, there's always issues in cigar business. I, God, I, I you know, I can't imagine the cigar business without some sort of you know, <laughs> calamity going forth, whether it's COVID or this or that or you know, broadly for whatever, I mean, FDA, you know, FDA, it's like, <laughs> you know, if there's no issues, like this whole business is, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. You know? So which is a two uh, twofold question. What is your best selling cigar and what is your favorite cigar out of your portfolio to smoke? Good questions. My, uh, that's our best selling cigar is La Madrina shade. Okay. So that cigar uh, far and away sells out everything, and it's not even close. La Madrina Shade is our best-selling. Our second best-selling line is probably the El Baracho line. Mm. Uh, my favorite cigar to smoke. It just depends on. Uh, it just depends on the brand. I smoke a lot of La Madrina Shade. Uh, mm. You know, uh, just as kind of my like morning kind of cigar thing. Um, I like to smoke a little bit of everything. Yeah, and that's the Habano version. So the oh, shade version is the one with the shade version is the one with the it white label. Habano. It is Habano. Yeah. My bad. So that's our best that's okay. Um so that line, La Madrina, outsells everything, period. The shade is the best selling of the two. Um and then second is El Baracho. Uh Which the Yeah, so I mean I smoke uh, like in the El Baracho, San Andreas, I like the Bellicosa right now. I think it smokes the best. It's 52 gauge, six and quarter by 52. It's just, 
something works about that size and that format. So that is my favorite in the El Baracho series right now. The um, the La Madrina I smoke in the in the Robusto size. I kind of like the Bellicosa the best in that one, um, but format wise, Robusto. In the Desbolito, I smoke mm-hmm. like the smaller gauges. So I'll smoke the uh, Lonsdale or the um, or the uh, Corona Gorda if I have any left, which I don't think I have any left. Um, and then in the Disla, I like the the smaller gauges as well. Um, in the Siempre's, I actually like the Churchills the best. Yeah, for whatever reason, the uh, in both the Sun Grown and the Rosado, I think the Churchills are are by far and away the best smoking of those uh, different gauges. Um, yeah, I mean, it just depends on um, just depends every cigar. But I smoke a lot of La Madrina Shade, and I smoke a lot of Desolito. Yeah, yeah, those the the La Madrina Shade. There, I mean, that's just that's to me that's and it's funny because you hear a lot of people say, Oh, that's, that's a, a great morning cigar. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think in the morning with coffee, great choice. But I also, I approach that cigar personally as uh, a dessert cigar. And it's not saying that it's a sweet cigar cause it's not, but it's, it's a cigar for me that works really well after a meal, which is strange because a lot of times people say, Oh, you should, you should uh, save your, uh, your, post meal cigar to it should be a heavier stronger cigar i tend to go more milder lighter cigars lately just t- mixing up the waters just trying to test out new things for me it yeah. all depends on how many i'm smoking today that's a good point yeah you know yeah i like the la madrina in the morning too but i can smoke three or four el Barachos a day i really <laughs> love that stick that stick just it hits me it's probably one of my favorite sticks and out of all cigars, uh, yeah. I mean, this I've I've seen this guy smoke back to back El Barachos before. So if you're does it have uh, hint, hints of vanilla? Hints yeah. of <laughs> does it have Mad- hints of vanilla? Yeah. Madagascar vanilla. Madagascar. We'll just... <laughs> <laughs> I miss her. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's a. I don't know if I ever told you the story. You did. Right. <laughs> no, but you can't do that and not tell the viewers. So allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, yeah. After PCA last year, we uh, Ian was nice enough to uh, invite me out to dinner. Yeah. So we went out to dinner, and I met him at the bar. And it first started. Uh, I ordered a ginger ale, and he's like, "You don't drink?" I go, "No." He goes, "You can come with me anytime." <laughs> if that's all you're drinking, you can hang out with us anytime. <laughs> so we finally uh, get a table. It wasn't the best table. Um, that's another story. The waitress had a vanilla scent on her. And I brought it up to her maybe once or twice. Um, and then that started a whole downward spiral. We just saw a downward spiral, an upward spiral. We started talking about vanilla scents and this and that and these guys busted my balls for a little bit, but it was fun. <laughs> kind of sums it up, huh? That's actually so, Ian. That's I don't fair. know if you remember this. That's that fair. when when I interviewed you at the PCA trade show last year, that's how I started the interview. I said, "I just have one word for you, Ian, and that is vanilla." <laughs> and it was it was just it, it was wonderful because it was literally that was our last interview of the PCA trade show, 
and it was just great to go out just being irreverent and and having fun and you know it it, it was a great time and i'm sorry that i missed the vanilla wait you know the vanilla waitress i'm really sorry about that Raul's got a uh, he's got a thing for vanilla. He's uh, a true vanilla aficionado. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All but thank God you. I, I was I was getting very nervous. I thought you were going to go into the rest of the conversation at dinner. I was like, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. No, this is a PG ish. PG ish. We don't, we don't yeah. know if his wife's watching. You know, she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> It, it got heavy into uh yeah it got heavy <laughs> <laughs> well uh speaking of heavy i think it might be time is it time i think it is we can do it all right it is now time for this week's numero de los muertos and as always numero de los muertos brought to us by our friends at smoke in My goodness, do I want some egg roll? <laughs> what, just had a, yes. Yes. KVF egg rolls, man. Oh, they're so good. Oh. Just out of curiosity, was that specific? Was, you know, the, the half Asian uh, guest you got to throw in the uh, You're the oh. Dragon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a yeah, That was just for you. No, just for you, bud. <laughs> Do you have a Year of the Dragon cigar coming out? <laughs> Actually, that is the one thing we're not doing. We're not doing a year of the dragon cigar. Oh, <laughs> we're the only ones. Too many lawsuits. Everybody's getting sued for making a year of the I dragon think cigar. I got that one. Yeah, everybody's getting sued for that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not worth the hassle. All right, so this week's Numero de los Muertos is another really weird one. And it's, once again, well, actually, I lied. The number is... Two. Two. So this we week we move the, one up this week. This I'm week, proud of you. We're making moves. That's right. The is number this real life. The what? number is two. Real life. Real is this is real life. Okay. Yeah, this is not fiction. This actually happened. Um, and yeah, the number is two. So Ian, if you remember Numero de los Muertos, uh I give a number and you and our uh viewers live on Facebook and YouTube can uh, leave guesses and play 20 questions trying to guess out uh guess how these two people died were they together they were together Ooh, a male and female um no both male what do you want Raul? you want you want to yeah zoom that in there can i can i get that one 
Come on. Maybe. I don't you got to pull back a little bit. It doesn't zoom that close. I don't pull back. A little more. There we there go. There we go. Look how beautiful that band is. It's just so beautiful. All right. Sorry. I had to do that. I had to talk. Right. <laughs> no worries. Was a vehicle involved? Uh, no vehicles were involved. Animals. Uh, David, no. Not human, human centipede. centipede. That's... You have no. to have more than two to make a centipede. Oh, do you? Okay. I mean, oh, they did they die? Did they die together? They did die together. Oh, okay. And was it male and female? Two males. Two males. Okay. Beer bongs. No beer bongs. Was a vehicle involved? Did we say that? No, no vehicle. vehicle. Okay. Was anything sexual involved again? Uh, first of all, get your mind out of the gutter, and second of all, no. Well, last week well, you're eating penises, you know. So oh, that's just, yeah. Last week was, was a little dark. Yeah, last week was pretty pretty messed up. <laughs> Be glad that you missed last week's Ian. It was it was pretty messed up. Yeah, we're not going. Uh, was sex involved? No. Okay. What's going on, Chris? <laughs> oh, hey, Chris Moore. How you doing, Carolina Chris Blue? Moore? Um, was this on land? Uh, yes, it was on land. Workplace accident? Not a workplace accident. Enter is, is this an entertainment activity? No. Was it a double suicide? It was not a double suicide. Okay. Work? You not? Uh, not work. Was falling involved? Uh, falling was not involved. Drink <clears throat> too much Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kool Aid was not involved, to my knowledge. Poisoning of some. No poisoning. Listening to too much Taylor Swift. No, no, that that no, no Swifties were hurt. Listening to Taylor Swift just like, yeah, gives you energy and vivaciousness uh, and struck by lightning. Uh, not not lightning. No, a vanilla overdose. Oh, <laughs> there's no such thing, brother. There's no such thing. Uh, firearms were not involved. It was not an animal attack. Animal animals were not involved. Any drugs? No drugs that I'm aware of. Are we in like the 60s, 70s? 1940s. 40s? The 1940s. Okay. Any guess there, Dean? Ian? Was, uh, was Pfizer involved? <laughs> uh, I don't know if Pfizer was a thing back in 47. Were they on a weird island? No, this, uh -oh. happened, this happened in the, children? In the home. Were they struck by okay. something? They were uh, part of, yes, uh, struck by something is sort of part of the overlying structure of this, yes. But not electrocution. No electrocution, no. Hmm. Were they cooking meth and a building blew up and fell in the 40s? No. In the 40s, huh? Were people making meth in the 40s? I don't know. Yes. Were yeah. they? Yes, the Germans oh. made okay. meth. In World oh, oh, the German, yeah. oh, yeah, Hitler yeah, did yeah, meth. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I know if it was math that. back then, but yeah, this is unrelated to right. the 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 World War. Uh, that was the OG math. Yeah. <laughs> fire. Uh, fire is not involved. Tornado and impelled. No. Jesus, are you doing Jesus? Did the cabinet fall? Down? It wasn't a cabinet. But was it in the? Kitchen? It was not a roof collapse, Kelly. That's a good one too. Not a roof collapse. It oh. wasn't a cabinet. That there so were some kind of furniture. That there were about. items that fell on a light fixture. Not a light fixture. Okay. Good, good guess though. Uh -huh. Could was have been like a chandelier. Was it from an earthquake or something? Uh, not like from an earthquake. No. Buried alive in a tunnel. All right. So hold up, Dax. Buried alive in a tunnel. Sort of. That's 
Were they in the cellar? No, they were. Well, it doesn't say which part of the home they were in, but I don't believe it was the cellar. So but buried alive in a tunnel, not a fridge. Not a fridge. We did fridge way back early, and how about that cigar? Bookcase. It wasn't a bookcase. Oh, all right. So buried the tunnel, tunnel thing. I'm go I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Dax. Okay. So the in 1947, two compulsive hoarders. Homer and Langley Collier uh, set up booby traps to protect their stuff from intruders. One unfortunate day in 1947, as Langley was crawling through a tunnel of garbage in the house, he set off one of those booby traps, and Langley was crushed under tons of garbage and his paralyzed brother starved because he was unable to feed himself. Wow. So meth or mushrooms or some kind of drugs were involved. Possibly. Well, they were I'm, hoarding, so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just keep your, yeah. keep your living space tidy. It's safer that way. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, fire hazard. Yeah, fire, yeah, don't talk fire hazards with the firefighter here. That's that's not good. You got to keep keep your living space tidy, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. It helps. You got to have clear, you know, means of exit, yeah. all that stuff. So keep your place tidy, people. That's what it's all about. Uh, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. And before we get to the lightning round, let's reveal the spirit of mystery for this week uh so this is a it's a nice scotch it's mild it's a very mild scotch but it's nice uh definitely got a ton of that citrusy bright forward kind of flavor and aroma to it um it is but yeah it's mild this is a this is a scotch that even uh inexperienced scotch drinker i think could you know if if they're into drinking spirits neat but they say they're not a scotch person i think they could enjoy this hmm. so it is Dalwini, 15-year-old Highland single malt Scottish whiskey. Nice. You ever if, heard of them before? 15-year. No, I have. Okay. I have 15-year. Hmm. Yeah. And this was donated by a secret friend. And I think this is a monthly subscription he can he gets. Oh, okay. Hmm. He was nice and old, nice. Very nice. Well, thank you to uh thank you to our benefactor for donating this week's uh, spirit of mystery. Uh, brought to us by Postania Cigars. Postania. Uh, all right, let's jump into the lightning round. Brought to us by J.C. Newman Cigar Company, uh, America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brickhouse, Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and The American. J.C. Newman Cigar, cigar Company operates out of their 113-year-old El Rolo Cigar Factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, Please visit jcnewman.com. All right, Ian, you have been on the show before, so you've had some of these lightning round questions, but we have some fresh ones for you. So let's start with this. If you could bring back any fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Oh, we lost his audio. Oh, are you Can't muted? Hear you, brother. Are you muted, maybe? Not muted? I can't hear you. 
That's why you weren't given guesses during Numero de los Muertos. I couldn't, or you were just horrified by the concept of it and chose to remain silent. Yeah, I don't know why we can't hear you. Uh -oh. What happened? Well, yeah. Yeah. If, and it, it, oh, there we are. hear you now. Sorry, my AirPods died. Oh, no worries. It's all good. We're all fixed. Uh, so, yeah, if you could bring back a fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Um, I would say the um, large afros with the pick in them. Oh, yeah. There are, not many, there are not many who still rock that look. I mean, we got... It's awesome look. Questlove uh ludicrous was yeah. rocking the big afro last night in the halftime show yeah there's not a lot of people who still rock that look it's a great look i love it um all right i've, I've switched to el borracho well it's your first love yeah <laughs> if uh all right ian if you were suddenly a billionaire what would be the first unnecessary thing you would spend some money on? Wouldn't be a cigar company. Uh, <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I'm not the dude from El Satino. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, so it was what would be the first thing I would spend my money on? So the first, the first, I mean, after you, you know, paid off the house and and paid all your taxes and all that what would be the first like frivolous unnecessary fun thing you would spend money on yeah so after i was a billionaire and then they took half of it and i was no longer a billionaire yes and i would spend when you were a 500 millionaire when i was a 500 millionaire uh i would pro yeah that's a good one you know i would probably go with uh super gaudy watch you know yes. like one of those uh just stupid you know rolex platinum daytona yeah something very gaudy i think i'd do that yeah. like diamond crusted in the whole bit mm -hmm. yes. yeah yeah just super gaudy like rapper watch yeah. oh yeah yeah just yeah i think i'd probably do that i love it i like Corey johns going back to the uh, first question, I love that idea. Full suits for Full everyday suits. wear. And he's got a suit in this picture. I got it. I love it. If that. if I'm gonna rock a suit every day, I I feel like I need to be more fit to rock a suit every day properly. That's, that's the whole thing. If you're gonna wear suits every day, you get them tailored to make you look buff and tough. But I wouldn't want to spend rocking an Af I, Afro puff. I wouldn't want to spend four grand on a suit, and then like lose 50 pounds and have to spend another four grand on another suit because i'm now as you know fit as i want to be you know what i mean that's kind of like the bible <laughs> you know you don't have to get your shit all cleaned up to go to the bible and, and go to god right oh i guess you just wear the suit and when you lose weight you buy another suit yeah <laughs> sorry we're getting off tack. sorry ian Look, it looks like mitchell's gonna be wearing a suit are you going to row i'd love to every every evening i'm gonna at bring PCA? one i'm gonna bring one at least i mean i'll be wearing a jacket because it's gonna be yeah you know 50 degrees you know it's oh we might be wearing our new how about that cigar gear we just may we just may soon to be on our website uh hit them with the fast food question so ian oh, no. what is the most overrated and underrated fast food 
out there? Uh, overrated, I would say Taco Bell. I don't know why. People Ooh, okay. Taco Bell, that's pretty overrated. Most underrated. I don't eat a lot of fast food, so I'm not the guy to be asking. But underrated? God, I'm going to have to go with the uh, egg rolls from Jack in the Box. I know it's very uh, on theme for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Those egg rolls are money. I don't know what they do with them, but they're money. Yeah. I have never eaten at a Jack in the Box in my whole life. What? I don't think I have either. No, oh, never you guys have. Are from Minnesota, though. That's no, like, no. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, they have in Texas. That's any I any place that I've lived did not have yeah. Jack in the Box. Okay. In Indiana, Wisconsin, and Minnesota, it's the three places I've lived, and they didn't have Jack in the Box. And we, Ian, we call it Crack in the Box. Crack. Ian, you <laughs> nice. saying Taco Bell? We've had a couple guys that said underrated. that that's underrated. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's a heavy statement. <laughs> <laughs> that's a heavy. I don't. I don't think it's actually me. Like wood chips or something, right? I think there's some. I think there's some meat. I, I'd say like the the what they call the ground beef product in a Taco Bell taco is probably thirty percent. It's meat. It's kind of like what the astronauts eat when they're in space. Yeah, it's yeah. It's free, tube, freeze dried tube meat. You just rehydrate it with a dropper of water and just call it <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would highly steer against that. Um, I don't know. If, I think you had the zombie yeah. question. Um, so let me do this then. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life and you cannot say money, time, or cigars, but you could have an unlimited supply for some other thing for the rest of your life, what what would it be? This is a kid-centric show, right? <laughs> No, this is the grown-up show. Let it all out and just let. I was, was going to give a total rapper answer. But, uh, yeah, unlimited supply. Something. Oh, I know the answer. Never mind. I know the answer. We're going to get straight bitches. I would say Coke. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Coca-Cola. Hey, so David Floyd got you right there. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, that, that, there you they go hand to hand, don't they? Uh, that's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, I mean, Vegas is coming up. You tell. <laughs> vanilla waitresses. Yeah. Unlimited uh, supply of vanilla waitresses. I would go with. Uh, I'd love to have an unlimited supply of ribeye steaks. Ooh. I like oh. I really like ribeyes. I'm a big ribeye guy, so nice. that's where I would go, and I think it's fairly healthy. So. Oh. Yeah. All right. Or French vanilla hand lotion. There you go. You can never run into that. So sometime for release in the year 2025 or 2026, got to give time for production and, you know, to have the design work done and all this. A new cigar from Dapper Cigar Company called Vanilla Waitress. Yes. I like that. Honey, so, just... honey, I'll explain everything when I get home tonight. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Just, just. I can smell it now. Can you smell it, Raul? I can smell it now. <laughs> Remember, like, oh. I even got the name of that perfume I was going to buy for my wife, and then I freaking forgot it. You forgot the name of the, the perfume. perfume? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't tell you. That's how. That's how intoxicated he was by the. Yes, 
yeah he's still yeah. off in never never land just thinking about it she kept leaning over to <laughs> she, she had to go across the table every time to get some Oh, please. That, she's a server. She works for Tips. You like think this. she's not doing that like on this. purpose? Well, I wasn't paying the bills. So <laughs> I was just eating it up. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right. Let's jump into this week's Notable Smokable. Uh, Notable Smokables brought to us by Don Doroteo Cigars, a brand with both purpose and passion, dedicated to creating change from within. By developing their own land, they're able to uh, own the entire process throughout the life cycle of the plant. They methodically carry out each step, ensuring that the final product is of the finest quality. The new Salt of the Earth lines, Piedra Viva and Piedra Angular, are available now at Don Doroteo Retail Partners. Visit dondoroteo.com to learn more. Uh, so, Ian, if you remember, every week we name a cigar on the show that we smoked recently that was notable to us. Now, this could be a cigar that's been on the market for decades that we just smoked again for the first time in a very long time. Or it could be a cigar that's newer to the market that we smoked for the first time ever. Uh, now, we know that, Ian, you're mostly smoking your own stuff. But if you get a chance every once in a while to jump outside of your own portfolio, is there something you smoked recently uh, that was notable to you? Hmm question um i think there's probably a lot of them um that i've tried that people give me i'm just trying to remember some of the names yeah they're notable that's kind of hard um no i mean there's a lot of cigars that i smoked that recently were really good i had an agonorce i cannot remember the name of what agonorce it was i thought it was very good yeah one from uh, the gentleman from uh, blackbird gave me a cigar uh, that was a uh, Connecticut Shade cigar, and it was really good. I thought it was very nice. Um, God, I just wish I was better with the names, and I hadn't had three vodka sodas. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, so it's it's a light night for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to it's tricky, especially like when you're at trade shows, because you know you run into people. Or somebody stops by your booth and hands you a couple cigars and, um, you know, you, and maybe when you get home, you, you smoke one of them, but you're, you're, you're too busy to sit like, like we do. We sit and take notes on the cigars and, you know, take pictures of the band and stuff, but you, you know, you just smoke it and, and say to yourself, Hey, that was good. Or, Hey, that wasn't really for me or whatever. But I'm sure that happens a lot, especially at the trade shows. I do remember last trade show, I was driving back from Vegas and Nick at Foundation gave me a sampler pack of all of his new cigars. And I really liked his Connecticut one. It was that Charter Oak Pasquale or something. Pasquale, yeah. Yeah, it was re that was a really, really good cigar. And I really liked his Sumatra one, too. His Sumatra yeah. one. Um, I, can't, I can't remember the name of it. But I, I do remember liking those cigars a lot. There's a lot of great cigars out there. I mean, I smoke. Um, I try to smoke cigars you know, as broadly as possible. If I'm on the road, I'll try to buy cigars from retailers that I haven't smoked before. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of great cigars out there. And uh, I just wish I remembered all of the names of them. Kind of got me on that. No, it's all, it's, there's, there's a lot to keep track of these days. Um, Dax would like to order two boxes, uh, pre-order two boxes of vanilla waitresses already. Okay. Just, okay. just out of curiosity, Raul, and be careful with this answer. What size are we making these in? And Ooh. Ordo may not be an acceptable answer. 
I mean, we might have to go big ring gauge on this one, but no, no, no. okay, never. Okay, Raul won't smoke it. He's going Lancero. Uh, it's no, it's gonna no? be a Corrado Gona. Gorda, Gorda, okay, five and five eighths by 46. Mm, we can do that. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. that's one of my favorite. This is gonna be a how about what that you said star about- exclusive? It, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. We'll just we'll have to we'll have to sit down and have a meeting with uh, with Ian at the PCA. And just I used to love smoking Lanceros, but like you said, they're a pain in the neck sometimes. Yeah, but that Corona Gorlet style just has been really been hitting yeah. lately. I mean, Kelly Conway says a Monica Lewinsky says no. I have no. It's a sixty gauge. I have no comment. <laughs> I have no comment. What was your notable, Raul? Yeah, well, let's let's. <laughs> well, I actually took about a month or two months off of smoking El Baracho because my supply is getting low. This damn can. There we go. So this is my notable smoke wall. El Baracho? Yeah. The one you're smoking now? I like The one that. I smoked yesterday, the one I smoked today. <laughs> I know, right? I know. Uh, Justin, what was your notable this week? Um, this week I'm going with the Alec Bradley post embargo blend code B15. 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 Yeah, no, that's a B. That's a B. Maybe it's a B, is it? Yeah. I don't know. Post embargo blend code 815, I think. Nice. And, and what was yours, boss? My notable was, uh, a cigar that was actually on our cigar of the year list. Um, and I believe it was number three. Uh, no, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was the Intemperance uh, Volstead VO 1920 Izzy Einstein, the little uh, petite Corona. Mm, um, it's good size too. Yeah, especially for Minnesota winners. Well, and it was it was during halftime of the uh, Super Bowl uh, yesterday, uh, and and it was it was so great because it it hasn't been that cold in Minnesota, so you could actually stand outside with some of those overhead heaters. Uh, and it was beautiful. Honestly, it was really nice out. You know, I beautiful. It was 37 degrees. Yeah. But, you know, for us in February, that's like mm-hmm. a, a miracle. No snow on the ground. No snow on the ground. I haven't used my snowblower once this year. I know. Yeah. Spent all this time and money fixing my snowblowers, and I haven't even used them. So snow is this white stuff that comes from the oh, sky. Oh, yeah. Ian, in case you don't know, Ian, in California. You're in you know? California. It comes down. <laughs> that's where I'm from, by the way. hard to drive and we have to yeah it's a terrible thing i've heard of such things yeah yeah (laughs) you're not missing anything i promise um all right let's uh get to our coming attractions here we have coming up on the show brought to us by aj fernandez born and raised in cuba aj fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in esteli nicaragua the aj fernandez portfolio of cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Diaz de Gloria, San Lotano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you're sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. All right, coming up on the show next week, February 19th, we have Dean Parsons from Epic Cigars. Uh, following that, on February 26th, Greg Free from Fortaleza Elibre Cigars. And March 4th, we have Ashley from Big Ashes Cigars. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, Ian, brother, thank you so much for being back on our show this evening and spending some time with us, brother. And thank keep you. killing it on Instagram. You've been putting out some great pictures lately. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on again. 
Appreciate Absolutely. you Absolutely. And where can we find Gapper yeah. Cigars and all those socials out there? Are you guys active on the social media these days? Very active. Very active. Yeah, Dapper Cigars on Instagram, Dapper Cigars on Facebook, probably Twitter. I don't think we post to Twitter. And DapperCigars.com website. Fantastic. Well, brother, brother, thank you so much. And uh, we will see you uh, shortly at the uh, PCA trade show. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll, uh, we'll get to work on that vanilla waitress as well. Love it. <laughs> Take it easy, brother. All right. Viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of How About That Cigar Live. We thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Uh, it has been a great show this evening. And uh, just want to thank all of you for being with us. Take just a moment, if you would, please. And make sure to follow us on all the social media channels at HBT Cigar. And be sure to subscribe to all those channels as well. We really do appreciate it. If you have questions for any of us, you can email us on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. And, of course, until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks. Any comments, opinions, viewpoints, or statements presented or uttered by guests on the HBTC podcast, HBTC live video streams, and all other media from HBT Media LLC are solely those of the individual and do not necessarily represent the opinions or viewpoints of How About That Cigar or its parent company, HBT Media LLC, any of our advertising partners, or the premium cigar industry. The primary purpose of How About That Cigar is to entertain and to encourage activity and growth within the community of people who enjoy or want to learn about the enjoyment of premium cigars.